Hey, Peter. Hey. I'm going to write something down here. Okay. I want you to try to say this just from the text. Ready? Yes. I'm Peter Martin. Oh, listen. Oh, that's interesting that you put that I'm Peter Martin. So do it one more time. Okay. Say this. I'm Peter Martin. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> All right. One more here. Okay. How would you say this? You'll hear it. Uh, one more time. You'll hear it. Okay. I'm Adam Manis. I'm Peter Martin. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, sorry. I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Uh, music advice, commentary, and conversation. Oh, boy. Coming at it's, you. It's, it's, Why it's, don't you like it when it's I It's going off stuff? the rails. I'm going to add that. He can't, he can't stick to one for more than two episodes. Well, you know what I realized? Like, we do give music advice, but that's kind of, that's underselling. It's yet, it's both, it's simultaneously overselling and underselling. You have to explain the whole thing, man. You could just say, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Hey, yo, Peter. What's up? That's all. <laughs> okay. So we are brought we to you by... Cheetah fans out there? Oh, I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. I'm just gonna leave uh, it at we're sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com yes. uh, to learn more. Uh, so today... Wait, 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 wait. Don't jump off at that quick. We don't have to go all deep no, no, no. into it. We no, don't have to do a whole folks thing. folks might not have heard. We are not a sponsorless podcast. We are a solo-sponsored podcast. Right. Unacorda Sponsora. We're sponsored by Open Unacorda Sponsora. <laughs> openstudiojazz.com. That's right. Yes. OpenStudioJazz.com, which is more than just a URL. It's more than just a it's website. It's a whole community. You got to check it out. There's community. courses from Peter, from me, from Fred Hirsch, from Jeffrey Keezer, from Christian McBride, from Ron Carter, from Gregory Hutchinson. There's, the list goes on and on and on and on. Right. The list goes on and on. But the exciting thing um, that pulls it all together is the amazing community and the pinnacle, the penultimate level being OpenStudio Pro. Penultimate? Ultimate. Ultimate. What's penultimate? The one Five? Like oh, Devil's oh. Pen Ultimate? Ultimate is the Pentagram. last, the last possible. Yeah. Penultimate is the one before know. the last is possible. Yeah. Are you sure? So it's like a pentagram. No, no. not not related. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, anyway, the top level, the, the top ultimate level. level, the ultimate level. Yeah, is Open Studio Pro headed up by none other than my comrade here, comrade, uh, <laughs> comrade, <laughs> una comrade, oh, <laughs> um, Adam Mattis. That's right. And uh, yeah, no, it's just an amazing place. Can, please come over. If you enjoy this podcast and you're looking to get better. And you're looking to connect with others from around the world that are getting better playing jazz, getting better playing music. This is the place for you. That's right. That's right. Today we're talking about, speaking of getting better. Yes. Uh, we're talking about all the amazing music that you can't learn from the page. Yes. So one of the hardest things to teach uh, and some of the hardest things to learn as we play music are really unwritable. Yeah. They're unreadable. Yeah. And the reason why, whenever we do a list of anything here on the You'll Hear It podcast, we start with number one. Listen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Peter, are you listening, listening right now? No, you, you, want, you want me to tell you, you what I'm you actually doing? doing? What are you doing? Okay, I'm on chat GPT. I'm, I'm obsessed with chat GPT. <laughs> I just asked it. I was going to ask it about Open Studio because there's some funny stuff. But I, I, I'm going to be, can we do a little sidebar here? Can, okay. Sure. Can we do that? We got time for this? Uh, no, but go ahead. Okay. I said, chat GPT. I said, who is Adam Manis? Okay. You want to know what it said? Oh, boy. Adam Manis. Well, some folks might not know you. Adam Manis is an American pianist, composer, arranger, and educator. He was born on January. Wait, can I say this? Yeah. January 23rd, 1983. Is no, that correct? Not even close. <laughs> Really? No. But January 23rd? Nope. Okay. In St. Louis, Missouri? Correct. 
or High Ridge. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Mary's Hospital. And began playing piano at a young age. Manis has been praised for his technical proficiency and his ability to seamlessly blend jazz, classical, and popular music. Interesting. Uh, styles in his playing and compositions. Manis has released several albums as a solo artist and as part of the Adam Manis Trio. Interesting. <laughs> well, are you part of the Adam Manis Trio? Yeah, but I've not released any albums as a solo artist, not one. <laughs> which the Adam Manis Trio, which he co-founded. Did you co-found it? I, I would hope so. <laughs> he has also It'd be worked- weird if I didn't found the Adam Manis Trio. If someone else was like, listen, I'm starting the Adam Manis Trio. We're going to need you in it. This is We're doing this in real time. This is kind of a risk. What if we get to some like legal entanglements? It could happen, man. I have not been an angel in my whole life. <laughs> Which he co-founded. He has also worked with a number of notable musicians and groups. Okay. Including Aaron Bodie. Yep. Brian. Owens, Owens. (laughs) and the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Correct. That's all correct. In addition to his performing and recording work, Manis is a faculty member at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Hello. (laughs) Is that true? That is not true. And teaches private lessons. Nope. (laughs) Overall, Adam Manis is a respected and versatile musician who has made significant contributions to the contemporary jazz and popular music scenes. That is correct. That's chat GPT right there? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. It got everything right except for the uh, for the uh, we're gonna do birth date. N- we're going to do you next uh, next episode okay, to see cool. what they come out. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, the, the chat GPT is creepy. <laughs> it's almost right. It's, it's creepy. It's almost right. right. Like, I wouldn't write that bio like that at all for myself. No. Some of it was correct. Some of it was, there were huge omissions. Yeah. I don't think I've been more to University of Missouri-St. Louis <laughs> more than three times my whole life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're not against it. I'm not against it. I mean, <laughs> it's certainly not a part. I've been a faculty member there. <laughs> yeah, how does it get that? It's interesting where yeah, they get this very stuff interesting. from. Anyway. Cool. Yet we diverge. Big time. So wait, what are we? What, what is our actual question that we're going to answer today? I don't know. Should we just talk about ChatGPT? <laughs> well, no. Let's, put the, let's just start putting all of our questions into that and, and see if it can answer it better than us. So, the, I mean, we're talking today about how you, you know, all the things you can't learn from the page. Okay. Can you learn... Jazz from what do you say like music notation from sheet music from sheet music gotcha so should we do our answer first or should we do Chat GPT's answer I first? think we're on the Chat GPT train now <laughs> sorry did we go off the rails here my bad um, okay Chat GPT can you learn jazz from sheet music. that's my Chat GPT thinking. While it's possible to learn some aspects of jazz from sheet music, it's generally not the most effective Mm. or comprehensive way to learn the genre. Interesting. Jazz is an improvisational art form, and much of its style and nuance comes from the performer's ability to interpret and express the music in their own way. This means that jazz musicians often rely on a combination of formal training, listening to recordings, playing with other musicians, and developing their own sense of style and improvisational techniques. Again, it's pretty accurate. It's, it's <laughs> like it's omitting some things, but that's pretty good, actually. While sheet music can provide a good starting point yeah, for learning jazz, totally. it doesn't always capture the full range of musical ideas, techniques, and expressions that make up the genre. Jazz is often characterized by its use of swing rhythms, syncopation, and improvisation, which can be difficult to accurately to notate accurately in sheet music. Additionally, many jazz musicians rely on a deep understanding of harmony and chord progressions, which may not be fully conveyed in sheet music alone. 
In summary, well, I gotta just show you this because it's, it's actually talking to me, right? In summary, while sheet music can be a helpful tool for learning some aspects of jazz, it's generally best to supplement it with other learning methods and to focus on developing a well-rounded understanding of the genre through listening, playing, and studying with other musicians. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, okay, well, episode over. ChatGPT has taken over the podcast now. That's right, yeah. that's right. Oh, really? That's pretty <laughs> much it. <yeah. laughs> no, no. So well, let's... Unlike your bio, we may... I mean, I think we can expound upon this in, in a little bit more of an illustrious way, but I don't know that... Is there anything you heard there that you uh, disagreed with? No. Right. But the bio, you disagree with it due, well, to, due to inaccuracies. Inaccuracies, yeah. But no, this that was pretty That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so now the pressure's on. Can we answer this better than ChatGPT? I don't know, man. Uh... Well, let's talk about phrasing because they didn't really get into the phrasing at all. Yeah. Right. So if we had a wait, like, I think are you, are you okay? I'm a little in the weeds yeah. now. Honestly, I'm a little thrown. There's been there's been nine minutes of just chat GTP chat GPT, <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm just processing. <laughs> You're not processing. This, this is why <laughs> AI is going to win. I can't process in the same time. So let's take a phrase. By the way, don't turn around, but there is a giant robot about to They're push coming. you off of your chair. <laughs> so if you were to play that phrase, right? You just saw that written, a C7, and you had two beats. Yeah. Right? Uh, you could play it like that, but yeah. most musicians are going to play it a little bit differently every time. Right. And this is why like listening is so important, because you get a sense of style, a sense of characteristic to where it's like... Are you gonna like slow it down and do some sort of triplety things at the end? Right. Are you gonna phrase it in a way that it rises? Are there gonna be little staccato inflections yeah. in there? All of these things are kind of idiomatic to different uh, eras, different players, different sort of subgenres within what we're talking about here. Yeah, that all is almost impossible to translate to notation. If it is translatable to notation. It becomes so unreadable that it's not practical. You know right. what I mean? So listening has to be such a huge part. And it's such a hard thing to to get to because um, we think that the information is what's going to solve everything, but it really is an experience. And I think that's what I was trying to get at with the, the title of this. It's, it's not about sort of the information of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's about experiencing it, you know, as an organic, living, breathing thing, and then mm. putting yourself in there and letting yourself flow out organically and living and breathing. And that's hard to do if you're just learning things from reading them and trying to replicate them as they're written. Yeah. You don't have, first of all, you have just a fraction of the actual information of what's going on in the music. Yeah. But then it also sort of blocks something in you. Like it blocks the part of you that is, I mean, it blocks the sort of the mind's ear, right, that comes from the soul, comes from the heart yeah. that is trying to come out. So that only comes out from doing just a ton of listening, yeah. you know? And so things like rhythmic vocabulary are so hard to get. Things like instinctual phrasing, mm. like being able to have a conversation as you improvise, it's so hard to get. Yeah. Uh, things like, obviously, how you interpret a phrase, so hard to get without... Because then you're just thinking about it, or you're just trying to regurgitate something you saw instead right. of heard. But how do you? How do you? How can we best recommend ways to sort of jump that chasm between 
it's so hard to get, obviously it's so hard to get just, you. well, you can't get this stuff just from the page. That's the first thing. But how do you make it past that point where you can kind of, you can sort of peek at the promised land. So if it's like how you play a phrase, you know, if it's like a bebop thing. And you hear that on a recording by listening and you're like, okay, now I can, I can see, I can hear how that's supposed to sound. I know I can't get that from the page, but I can't play that yet. And there's no way that I can play it like that today. Like, what can we do to help folks? I'm thinking things like being able to really identify to sing. That's why singing, I think, is so good because yep. that might be something that you could do today yeah. as you work out the technique, as you acclimate your ear and your hands and you know your mouth if you're trumpet playing, you know, like all the different elements that have to come together to actually be able to execute on playing with these subtleties like if you think about the thousands or tens of thousands or maybe millions or hundreds of thousands whatever it is the possibly infinite different ways to phrase a line like there's there's a number of correct choices and then there's an even bigger number of wrong choices so it becomes as much about like no that's not it and by it it's not this one way of playing it even what you heard on a recording there's a range but it's like how do we through experience through sets and reps and these things get to the point where our ears can actually have the taste or culture or whatever it is to be able to distinguish that even just for one phrase but then add on to that to be able to constantly be that barometer as you play and then okay well now that's how you phrase that what do you how do you phrase the next one because you have choices it's never about this is the way to do it even with something like a mendelssohn you know symphony if it's being like a different conductor of a different approach there are wrong ways to do it not just wrong notes there's wrong ways to phrase it you can't say everything works all the different time, but you also can't say the right way is sitting there on the page, just execute it. There's no humanity in it. You almost have to use it to develop your taste. Like that's what you're yeah. doing. You're developing an taste. attitude. You're developing a point of view. Isn't that you're kind of like culture, the culture, the music, yeah. the vibe, well, the, it's the, the art. sound? It's, it's developing the art of it because the art of it is the, is the choice, right? So just like learning what notes to play is just the tools, right? Yeah. That's just like the 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 craft, right? right. But the actual putting it into art, and this is where a lot of, I think, especially intermediate players stumble big yeah. time, is they don't have a perspective or a point of view or a voice of their own. They don't understand how other people have their own voice. Yeah. And so they're either... But they can hear, they can see that mountaintop, so it's like they can kind of see what it is, so they know they're not there maybe, but they but they get lost in how to get there. The phrasing can be so weak though, yeah. because it's not confident right but if you're intermediate and your phrasing is weak and you can't hear that are you really truly intermediate like if you don't even know that i think that's the f definition of an intermediate okay yeah i think i was gonna say more beginner but maybe beginner yeah. but like i think there's a lot of people who can play yeah. and who understand some of the theory and have good technique and they still don't have the phrases seem they can't hear what a good phrase should sound like right. still. And you know, know what's the challenge with that? You know, just as, a, as kind of an overriding principle is that very simple things, especially within jazz, like, and this can be like straight eighth groove, swing, Boston. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's not just about swing, but it's like very simple phrases are actually harder to play with like great phrasing and a great sound and a connection to the culture than more complicated phrases a lot of times yeah so it's like the things that you can play as a beginner are very exposed and very simple like and that's what we talk about playing something just simple and beautiful can be and, and the slower it gets the more of a challenge is so i think 
we want to keep a perspective to know that we will get there. Don't get frustrated, but do be aware of where you're at because that's the only way you can make these improvements and keep yourself spirited and and knowing that that you're progressing. Not every day, sometimes you're going to feel like you're going backwards, but to kind of keep that end result in mind, which is not necessarily Keith Jarrett being able to play like Keith Jarrett, but you can phrase with that kind of not exactly how he phrases it, but the way that you need to be able to phrase it to be connected with the culture in the same way that Keith Jarrett is is connected in a different way than Chikoria and Herbie Hancock or Art Tatum. I mean, think about the, or Mendelssohn, you know, like the variations of how this is, but they're all, con- you know, connected to a culture or a vibe. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is to, you know, if you really want to grow, if you really want to get better, spend less time on the page and just less time with information, right? Yeah. Um, once you have a certain level of knowledge of the theory and technique, you know, spend time developing your point of view. Yeah. What's good? What's not good? Yep. Uh, according to you, you know, and then really lean into the things you love, you know. And I wonder if it would spend be, time with them. Yeah. I wonder if it's helpful too to think about it, you know, from kind of a higher view in terms of how you allocate your practice time and even just your thinking, your concentration time on getting better as a player to you know, certainly theory and repertoire and, and learning stuff from the page or whatever, but phrasing as being a big part of your practice time, you know, like how do you phrase because that's the way, like if I have a great vocabulary and I understand grammar and everything, if I don't know how to put these sentences together in a way, even if I can put a sentence together, but if I can't put it in a way that's effective phrasing and maybe to circle back to chat GPT, that's the problem. Chat GPT has all the information, but not all of it's right, but it can make it sound like it's right because it puts it in like paragraphs and stuff. But when you actually start to see, it doesn't have that human element of like confirmation of like, yes, this is it. And that, yes, this is it, is all about phrasing. And it's not the same for everybody. But because you've done this front-loaded listening and constant like listening, you get to that point where you're like, you understand if you're there or not and whether or not you're in the ballpark at least. This thing is just going to keep spewing out stuff thinking it's it, it could be right or wrong. It's a mirror of us, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, allocate that time to really just listening and singing along and then just getting part of your phrase where you're connecting with that. If that's a transcription of Wynton Kelly where you're playing along and you're like, wow, I can kind of match that phrasing, you know. You don't have to be able to solo like that. You're never going to be able to solo like that. But if you can connect with that kind of phrasing, you'll be able to take those little elements without having to think about it a lot and say like, oh, should I do a dotted 16th triplet here because that will make it swing. You know, you're never going to want to do that. But so that you can see a simple line or chord progression on the page, learn that, internalize it, get it to 80% and then get away from the page. You know, don't be like, I've got to memorize this. Get away from the page. Get away from the page. No pens, no page. But I mean, like, because we're so quick to hold on to that, but to not put that time and effort and, and, um, you know, bandwidth on phrasing because you're never going to get that from the page you're going to get it from listening yeah listening to yourself listening to great recordings listening to your voice singing yeah because yeah. that that's going to get that phrase well this takes us back peter we can we can have a nice little book in here to our sponsor open chat G- oh no, <laughs> not chat we, we don't sponsor jet vpc but we do we are sponsored by open studio in yes. fact it's our only sponsor and in fact after we record this today we're having a listening sesh we're listening to mcbride blade Meldau Redmond yep. uh, today. That's the weekly listening session. With the, op- the weekly listening session with the Open Studio community. We also have Open Studio Pro where there's a ton of talk about these kinds of high-level things that aren't just information that you can't just get from a PDF or a book or a YouTube video, but it is more about the experiential 
experiential yeah. uh, way of learning the music. Uh, we're so proud of that over at Open Studio Pro. Yeah. So go go to openstudiojazz.com. Check out the regular membership where you can just get all of the courses that we have or check out Open Studio Pro, which is more intense, more committed version where you have to show up to the live classes and enjoy the experiential well, you don't have to. learning. I mean, you, you don't you're going to want to, but you're going <laughs> to want You have it. available. I mean, it depends. You want to be good? Yeah. You want to be good? You want to get, you wanna wanna be good or you great? You want to get better? You want to be good or great? <laughs> yeah. You want to be good? Go to the other side. You want to be great? Come to Open Studio. And yeah. good. Well, I was just going to say, Open Studio Jazz is an online music oh education <laughs> platform that offers a wide range of resources. Now it's kind of stumped, though. It stopped. The cursor stopped. We stumped. We stumped Chat GPT. You have to come tune in to the next episode to find out the rest. And until then, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm.